Hello, all of you wonderful people out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Noise Brigade. I'm Bobby. He's Tom. And today we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of crap, but uh, mostly revolving around video games. Yes, sir. Uh, we uh, wanted to hit um, Nintendo Direct, the September announcements there. Not everything, but uh, we'll, we'll dive into a bulk of it. Um, something you texted me about earlier this week that I was completely unaware of, the Evercade. I think we'll, we'll get into that. That's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, um, some more discussion on Arcade 1-Up. And I threw a little note in on some Legends Pinball, since that seems to be a, a new Christmas-type item this year. We'll see how that is. And then um, you remember how you ran it a couple weeks ago uh, about our beloved Eagles? Yeah. I'm going to rant too, but I'm going to try to keep it clean. Okay. So uh, I've got some information on the PS5 and what I think of the next gen systems. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm more than likely going to agree 100% with you on that. Um, and hey, as long as the, uh, the blood incantations and dark magic that I've used to get Zoom running on my computer right now holds up, I think we're going to have a good show. Uh, I, I agree, man. Do you want to just dive right into this one? Where, what do we want to hit first? Oh, let's do it, man. Let's start off with the, since we're like a month late, let's start off with the Nintendo Direct. Um, and, oh, let me preface it with with this. So, did you know that the controllers went on sale? They did? Uh, yeah, that was my response, too. So, uh, one of the big things that was announced for the at the Nintendo Direct was that uh, they're going to do an expansion to the Nintendo online service and it's going to include Genesis and Nintendo 64 games. Um, and I'm just seeing now for the first time, the, the pricing um, that you put in here that, that got released. Now we were thinking maybe like a $10 bump uh, across the board for the single and family. And we were, we were way off, man. We were wrong. Yeah. Our initial thought was, yeah, it's going to be a, a 10 for the single and a $15 raise in the family. And I thought, and it's funny too, because I saw the uh, article and it was like, yeah, 49.99. I was like, oh, we hit this right on the head. And um, no, 49.99 for the single <laughs> and 79.99 for the family plan. I got to say, I'm not as somebody who has a Genesis and a Nintendo 64, I'm not certain that I'm paying for this. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I actually have both myself, um, but I don't hardly have any games anymore. Um, I'll pay it, um, you know, kind of a grin and bear it. Uh, but man, we missed the mark on the pricing. And the one thing I will say though, and I read this, they it does include the uh, for all you Animal Crossing fans out there, the Happy Home Paradise DLC which um, I am thinking is going to be maybe a can to a point to the ha uh, happy home designer. Um, what was that? A 3ds game, I believe. Yeah, that was a 3ds game. Now you're going to have to elaborate on, on this part. Cause I know nothing about, I did not read the article. I don't know anything about this. So yeah. So the expansion pack, the pricing increase, it's weird. So you have this like massive increase in pricing um, for the year anyway. So 50 bucks for the single and 80 bucks for the family plan, which you and I talked about already. And we thought, okay, it's going to be a lot less than that. 
Well, that apparently also, if you're, if you have Animal Crossing, it also, uh, when I say that, the, the New Horizons for the Switch, um, it comes with this Happy Home Paradise DLC, which I believe the price, there's a price point on this DLC um, of like $25, I think. I, I, this part I wasn't entirely sure of, um, but it does come with this. So that's kind of a little added bonus, I guess, for the first year is that let's say that's the do pretend that this does cost $25, then that, that kind of knocks some of that out. If you're that big of a fan and obviously you're, you know, into grabbing that, that DLC for the game. So that's something. I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh, I guess it is something. I just kind of wish there was some kind of option to not bundle that because, you know, I, I played the heck out of animal crossing new horizons when it first came out. Um, but I, gosh, I haven't played since like June of last year, July of last year. I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I fell off fairly early in the run on that. Yeah, I, I only kind of that kind of piqued my interest because again, I'm making some grand assumptions here that this is uh, similar to the 3DS game, um, which my daughter was absolutely in love with. Um, so if that's the case, then it'll work out for me for the first year. Uh, that said, though. You know, if it's going to be that same price or, you know, you and I both know that, you know, it's not like the pricing ever goes down. No. Um, these things will go up. So what's it look like in year two and year three, uh, you know, remains to be seen. So are they going to be like, oh, you're if you're paying this expansion pack, do you get a DLC for the particular game every year or? Right. How does that work? You know? Yeah, I would hope that there's other stuff during the year that, that comes out that maybe you would get like some some other dlc that would come out like i uh, quite honestly what i would love what i would have loved to have seen is like oh you have you have your choice of like the luigi's mansion dlc or one of the dlc packs for smash or you can get um i think what other games uh, i i guess really the only other game would be like zelda or this you know where you can pick the dlc that you get um, yeah no i could see that and then you know even to that point you know or like hey if you're not interested in this we're going to credit you x amount of points in the um, the store you know toward right. a purchase or something you know i i don't know i i'm not happy with the pricing at all um but at the end of the day family plan i'm gonna pay it just because at least for the first year right um you know if, if i find enough use out of the genesis and n64 part of it then then we'll, we'll, we'll i'll you know kind of look at it then but um yeah I, I think that's a bit high uh comparative to what they have now yeah it's not like they're adding a ton you know it's be a different story if it's like oh we're adding these 50 games for this genesis and we're adding these 50 games for this and adding next maybe extra games for the NES and Super Nintendo, but that's not happening. So no. And, and honestly, I mean, shoot at those price points, I'm kind of, of the mindset that it should include one of the controllers. Um, yeah, no doubt. And yeah. So um, hit me up here. They're already on sale. What's this about? So uh, yeah, I happened to, I was on Facebook and I saw posts from 10 hours ago that had said, Hey, get your N64 controllers now. 
So, of course, I clicked on it to see, like, oh, okay, it's on sale. All right, let's see. And it's sold out. So the N64 controllers are sold out. The Genesis controllers are available. Um, I did pre-order. I actually finally got my um, my NES and one single SNES controller um, from them. And I needed a, a, a Wii U gamepad charger too. So I ordered that. So I ended up ordering the Genesis controller, the NES pack, the single Super Nintendo controller, and then that um, all on the website today but yeah you, you, the um the n64 controller is technically available but it's not because it's sold out it does have built-in rumble so oh, nice you know, nice so you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have to slap the rumble pack in right no no packs, <laughs> no um i'm assuming that means no memory cards either but that also knocks out the game Boy transfer pack so if you're trying to play um Pokemon Stadium, you know, anybody who wanted to play Pokemon Stadium is kind of bummed a little bit right now, but you know, um, we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, so they're they're for sale. Um and I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of boy, I'm kind of questioning buying the Genesis controller now because I really I, I like you, I'll probably buy it, I'll probably play it this year, uh, or pay for it this year, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. That sucks. That the I'm actually just looking at that now. Yeah, the 64 ones out of stock. They do have Genesis, as we're recording this. Um, but yeah, that's a tough get, man. The Genesis just you know something, something as simple as uh, throwing it in the shopping cart for shipping and tax is sixty bucks. Right, that's, and it's not even the freaking six button control. No, no, and that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's probably what pisses me off. And honestly, I'm I'm gonna be honest right now. I'm I am that douchebag. I'm not going to use that Genesis controller. I'm 100% not going to use that Genesis controller. That Genesis controller is going to go into the dungeon, aka my closet with all of my still in the box Funko Pops and it's going to sit in there and the 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 legendary or whatever, the special edition of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild um you know, all the the game stuff that I get that I hoard. And it's going to just sit in the closet until I'm like, you know what? Uh, I think it's gotten as high price as it's going to get. And then I'm going to sell it. And I'm not going to use it. I'm not. Because yeah, yeah. to me, to play Genesis games when I have a literal actual Genesis with six button controllers sitting on my, you know, on my entertainment center. Why would I play with an inferior controller? Yeah, exactly. No, you're not wrong at all. Um, you know, I, I, I will say this. I think it's a really cool way to introduce new generations to these systems that we grew up with. Um, particularly if, you know, you know, you're looking at people that may maybe like me who never kept everything. I have some things, um, but I didn't keep everything. Um, so maybe, yeah, I do have a Genesis and I do have a 64, but I have hardly any software. So it makes it really difficult to, you know, stomach me going to buy, especially some 64 games. Right. Uh, that are like just a ridiculous pricing for me. Um, so if I just want to throw a service out, you know, I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it's cool that they're, they're throwing it out there. They're, they're kind of preserving their past and they're exposing new generations to um, some really cool titles. Uh, let's not, let's not be wrong there. They're throwing some neat, neat things out there. 
but the the price point's weird. The the controllers are a bit overpriced. Um, you know, like I completely agree. The six button Genesis was a must. Um, I don't know. It's I I love it, and yet I don't love it at the same time. Well, and here's what pisses me off. And maybe I'm wrong, but I had heard a, a rumor, and this is easily verifiable, and I probably should have done that before I even started talking. But uh, I heard that the Japanese, much like with the Japanese uh, Genesis Mini, the Nintendo uh, Nintendo of Japan, their Nintendo Online, when you order the, the Genesis controller, it's the six-button controller. Of course it is. So... Which, it, for those of you who don't know, so the, the Genesis Classic or Genesis Mini, whatever you want to call it, when it came out in America, it came with the three-button controller. Um, but in Japan, it shipped with the six-button controller. Of course. Yeah. Why? Well, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's funny. All right. So let's enough about the expansion pack. Oh, no. Uh, no I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Oh, okay. So this is a little off topic, but dealing with the Genesis Mini. So did you see with the Genesis Mini, and, and maybe this is why they got the six button and we only got the three, did you see that you could buy a tiny non-functioning Sega CD and a tiny non-functioning 32X to plug into them? I did not. Yeah, nice. so you can do that. And also in Japan, they released a Game Gear Mini or Game Gear Micro, I think they called it. And it is literally... Like maybe a little bit bigger than our thumbs. I did see that. Um, yeah, it's it's like yeah, super tiny. Yeah, I have seen that. That was yeah. um, I came out what last year, didn't it? Yeah, I think it came out last year, and they released like they released four different colorways, and each colorway had different games on it, um, including there was one that had um, a couple Shining Force games on it, and. The, now here's the here's the kicker. So remember when we had Game Boys and Game Gears, and they had those magnifying lenses that would go on the screens to make it so you could actually read it. Yeah. So if you buy all four of the the Game Gear Minis or whatever they're called, for I think it comes out to two hundred bucks total, they'll give you the um, the little thing that increases the the screen, like the little magnifier. They'll give that really? to you. Yeah. Huh. I don't know that I would buy all four. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, but I just thought that was kind of funny that, you know, hey, spend two hundred dollars on our little tiny systems and we'll give you something that makes them actual actually playable. Yeah. You know, it's it is pretty cool. Um, the uh, let's see, what are they? Are they is that what are they? 50 bucks a piece? Yeah, I think they were like 50 bucks a piece, something like that. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Can it can? Yeah, the conversion is about forty three dollars a piece. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. Uh, you know, kind of going back on all that. Like I said, it's cool to kind of bring out these things again. Kind of get the new generation uh, looking at some of these titles. Uh, you know, again, I I had really high hopes for the um, NES Online and the Super Nintendo Online, and I do play certain things um, extensively on both um, at times, not every day. Right, um, but I get my my dollars worth is like out of Tetris ninety nine, you know, personally. So I that is a game that I probably if I don't play it every day, it's pretty darn close. So um, you know, that is just, it is what it is. 
You got anything else in the expansion pack? Or do you want no, to no, no, no. Let's let, let's move on now. Sorry, I, I I just I had to get that out because I I just find it completely amusing that you know I mean now that's not to say that I wouldn't buy those things if they were released in the states because I I probably would because I'm a garbage human. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, like it's just funny to me. Like I guess it would depend on the price too because I'm not spending. 50 bucks on a on a non-functioning Sega CD or 32X, you know, like Yeah, yeah. Sorry. All good. All right. So, we have a title here um that is pretty cool uh coming out for the Switch, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Yeah. Um Grand Theft and, Kirby. Yeah, spring of 2022. Um good old 3D platformer here this time with uh the lovable pink fluff ball. Um, so, but this was pretty cool. This, um, I think the thing that really piqued my interest about this was Kirby kind of goes on a little adventure here through you now kind of a mysterious, you know, area world, whatever, if you will. And like, there's just like things that are abandoned and it, I don't know, it's pretty neat. I, you know, watching some of the, um, the the trailer work and the some of the looking at some of the pictures uh and the screen grabs and, and whatnot um yeah it's really i don't know it's kind of a cool looking game yeah i'm on board man i i think that they should have they should have leaned a little bit more into the post-apocalyptic theme that it seems like they're going with and they should have made it like kirby mad max style um and you know they should have had him strapped onto the front of a car playing a guitar and <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean honestly though, no, it looks it looks really cool. It looks like it it does kind of remind me though of like like Kirby and the Rapture. Um, mm-hmm. I think that could have been an alternate title because everybody just like poofed and disappeared, and there's just stuff left all over the place. Uh, but it looks really cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I do like some Kirby games. I have, um, God, I have too many Kirby games on my shelf. Um, <laughs> But I, I do really enjoy Kirby going all the way back to the original Game Boy game. And I just, you know, I, so I'm, I'm super looking forward to this. Um, and I, it's definitely something I'll, I'll play with Peyton and, you know, he'll love it too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a, a, a day one or close to a purchase for me. Um, Tommy loves the Kirby games and um, I've, I've gotten more of an appreciation for them, oddly enough, as I've gotten older. Um, I never really cared for them too much when I was younger. I don't know why. I uh, just wasn't into them. Um, but as I've gotten older and going back and playing some of the older ones, I've really gotten to like them um, more and more as uh, time goes on. It's very, very, very solid series. Um, before we talk about the, the Mario movie, another game that was announced, and we won't talk about every game that was announced, just you know, a couple notes here, but uh, Chocobo GP, which this one looked cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so we have a we have a racer here that's a spinoff of uh, uh, Final Fantasy, and um, you know, I, again, I say that it probably won't be an immediate buy, but it will. <laughs> no, no, absolutely, dude. It, I I highly I like. I'm definitely getting that one. Um, that'll be another one that Peyton and I will play. So, oh man, I have some beans to spill, but I don't want to because I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not. Um, now, let's be honest; he's not listening. So I got him for Christmas the Hori Pro steering wheel set. Ooh, nice. Uh, for the Switch. 
because we've been playing a lot of, you know, obviously he plays Mario Kart. Uh, we have Crash Team Racing and we have um, recent release Cruise and Blast, which if you're not familiar, it's, it's you know, part of the Cruising series. It's, uh, it's out in the arcades. It's been out in the arcades for years now, but they released this updated home version with a bunch of new stuff. And like, we've been playing that and it's been super fun, but dude, he's going to lose his little mind when he gets to play it with an actual steering wheel and gas pedals and stuff at home. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I just saw, yeah. Cruising blast for the switch. Sweet dude. And it's, it's only 40 bucks. Cool. Yeah. I so highly recommend it. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff and like Tommy will love it because, and, and kids in general will love it because you, you not only have like your standard vehicles, you know, like, like you had, in all the cruising games where you can unlock like fire trucks and police cars and helicopters and ATVs and stuff. But um, he's unlocked a shark. He's unlocked a unicorn and he's unlocked a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. This, this, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get this one. <laughs> so while, while <laughs> we're on the awesome. topic of, of games that came out recently that, that are awesome. Uh, I do have to warn people about a game that I thought was going to be super awesome, but kind of sucks. Um, and that that's going to be the Nickelodeon all-star brawl. So not any good. I didn't really dig it. We were playing. Uh, so on my birthday, a couple of my friends came over and, and so Eddie, Sarah, myself and Peyton were, were playing and dude, it's just not, I had such high hopes for it and, and it's not terrible, but wait till it's like 20 bucks, 15 bucks before you get it. Uh, I will. (laughs) That was one of those games that wasn't on my radar anyway. Um, You know, but uh, I, I, the the character base looks really cool. Yeah. And Um, that's what sucks is like, they have these, these great characters and there's, you know, you can be Ninja Turtles, you can be, um, reptar for rugrats you can be um you know invader zim which is one of my favorite disney or disney one of my favorite nickelodeon characters of all time danny phantom um ren and stimpy you know you've got powdered toast man you've got all these great characters and they didn't use any of the voices Ooh, and not not good yeah, not only did they not use any of the voices, they didn't use any of the music from any of the shows either. Ooh. So is, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know, man. And that's what drove me crazy because we're playing it and I'm like expecting to hear oofs and and like just any kind of like audible sounds from the characters themselves. And there was none. So SpongeBob is not SpongeBob. No, no, so SpongeBob is SpongeBob, but he just doesn't talk. Same with Patrick Starr and any other character in the game. That's so dumb. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't like that. You know, not you know, and not so like so. It wasn't that wasn't on my uh, my list of things to check out. My God, that yeah, that definitely sounds like a skip. <laughs> now here's what's crazy too: the mechanics of the game really good. It's a it's a mechanically sound fighting game. Um, there's a couple levels that are just complete and utter BS because they're like platform moving platforms that you you have to jump from platform to platform and you're more concerned with jumping from platform to platform than you are with fighting and you just die because it's a terrible level. Um, but they're 
they're you know everything about it is set up to be a great fighting game except for it's just so bland and i'm hoping that they release some patches and stuff that fixes all that stuff because word is they're talking about getting dragon ball z characters which is something that we've wanted in smash brothers forever but they're talking about goku as being the first dlc character for this game but i can't see it lasting long enough to make it worth it putting him in yeah that's wild that it, you know, it's crazy because, you know, just looking at the, obviously, everyone knows the the absolute insane cast of characters that Nickelodeon has to offer. And I'm not even just talking about what you said, the Turtles and SpongeBob and all that. But if you include anything like Dragon Ball Z, the fan base alone for that, ah, yeah. And it's a shame the game's not <laughs> that great because, I mean... That could be a number one seller for a year. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. So, so yeah, I, that wasn't on my radar. I'm, um, uh, you know, it's it, it's a shame from what you're saying about it. You know, with the lack of audio as far as the voicing and the music, and um, the fact that it does seem to be a solid game. That bum that bums me out because like. That could be a that could be a winner all the way across the board. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what sucks is there's so much to like about it, but then just the intangible, you know, the the stuff that would push it over the edge into a into being a great game, just it's not there. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But speaking of of voicing and yes. and character work and such, um, you know, the next note we have on here is the Mario movie. Yes, and you texted me uh, whenever this was announced back at the end of September, and all you said was Charlie Day as Luigi in all caps, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like it threw me that off. Like I was so blown off course because I thought immediately in my head I was like, "Oh, there's got to be some goof on YouTube or something." you know, that there's some, you know what I mean? Like I've never even put it together in my head that that was the day of the direct announcement and that there was a movie coming out and lo and behold, he's the voice of Luigi. Right. And so it's not just the casting is all over the place. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to turn out to be a good movie. Um, It's done by illumination who is the company behind the minions movies and despicable me um, and countless other, you know, CGI Pixar-esque movies. Um, but let, let's run down real quick. Uh, so we have Mario is going to be played by Chris Pratt. Obviously, you know, Luigi is going to be Charlie Day, which super excited about that. Jack Black is Bowser. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Now, for those of you who don't know Cranky Kong, um, so the original Donkey Kong, the way that the the timeline works, I guess, with the Mario games, the original Donkey Kong starred Cranky Kong. And the Donkey Kong that is in um, Donkey Kong Country and, and all of the Mario carts and Mario parties and all that stuff is actually Donkey Kong Jr. all grown up. So... Which makes sense since Donkey Kong, it was actually, and people always remember this wrong, but it was actually Donkey Kong Jr. in Mario Kart. It wasn't Donkey Kong. 
Right. Yep. Yep. DK Jr. Yep. So that's that's uh, you're you're spot on, and uh, it's a great little history lesson, in the sense that um, you know there's not a lot of people that follow that. You know, so that's uh, I'm glad you, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's something that's like you know uh, from a historical uh, perspective in video games, it's it's nice to know that you know. So yeah, um, but yeah, this cast is awesome, man. I love it. Um, I'm such a huge fan of all these people um just, and just from different their different works you know different movies i mean yeah and even even i i say toad is being a toad is a pretty major character and you know he what did you what is he down one two three and we didn't even, and we didn't even talk about like any of the other people that are ahead of toad you know he's pretty far down there as far as credits are concerned but we're talking keegan michael key that from key and peel people right like, come on it's so awesome exactly and and uh, Anya Joy Taylor is Princess Peach. Uh, she was in the New Mutants, and I, I apologize, I don't know anything else she was really in, but um, she played Ilyana Ras- Rasputin. With, if I can talk, jeez, man, what the heck happened to my? <laughs> um, she played Ilyana Rasputin, who is known as Magic in the New Mutants, um, and she was like the main character. She's an incredible, which. Let's hope that that's one of one of the casting choices that they carry over into the MCU when they bring mutants over, because I think she's fantastic choice for that. And magic is one of the most incredibly powerful mutants in the Marvel universe. So I'd love to see her get a chance to spread her, you know, spread her wings, so to speak, in that role anyway. But I digress. So I think this movie is going to be really good. I'm really excited about it. I like the casting a lot especially how they kind of went all over the place. Um, They said that Charles Martinet, who does the voice of Mario in the movies or in the games, rather um, he'll be doing some surprise voices, some surprise voice cameos throughout the movie. Um, What was the other Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Foreman spike who um, a lot of people don't know, but, one of Mario's first games was Wrecking Crew, where you had to wreck, you had to uh, wreck buildings, and Foreman Spike was like the enemy, I guess, for lack of better terms. So one of you know they're getting really obscure with some of the references, and that makes me feel good about it. So yeah, I think there's going to be so many cool Easter eggs. Um, in this movie, um, just from the sense of I, I can imagine um, just the different the different power ups, the different things, and over the years of all the, you know, I'm 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 almost certain that um, you, I mean, you played um, Super Mario Odyssey, right? Yes, I'm actually in the in the process of playing that now. So you know how they switch at times to the old school, like '86 Mario Brothers. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, like they switched the two dimensional and the graphics change. Yeah, that I, I could see things like that happen in the movie, and um, I, I just I, you know I love stuff like that where they just they incorporate everything and really looking forward to to it, and I think that's just a it has home run written all over it. Yeah, no, I agree one hundred percent. I'm I'm super excited. Um, should be very interesting. So. Yeah, and this 
And it's funny. I saw, I remember seeing Super Mario Brothers, the, uh, the live action one that came out in 93 in the theater. And um, I saw an article, um, something to the effect of John Leguizamo was upset with the casting or something. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, yes, he was. Yeah, buddy, your, your time has passed. Like, well, yeah. and, and that's what kills me is John Leguizamo. It's not like he faded away into obscurity. He's actually won a bunch of awards recently for his acting in, in different roles. And to say, oh, this series was whitewashed. They're cartoons. <laughs> They're freaking cartoons. Yeah, he's he's. I'm still, you know, he's he's obviously not in a. I, I've always liked his some of his work, um, especially a lot of the, uh, you know, he's been in, in, in on and off in some of the gangster type movies and whatnot over the years. Um, but you know, and I, I the Super Mario live action movies is pretty odd, but it's not terrible. I've seen uh, worse. I don't know, man. I. All I can think of when I when I think of that movie, the first thing that pops into my head every single time is the damn Goomba. Yeah, the it's, it's, little it's, head. Yeah, it's because I mean, the, and you have that movie is more of a futuristic look at it, and it's weird. It's but it, you know, it's very typical '90s crap. Um, but it's um, it, but again, the that has an interesting cast too with some of the people that, that are in it, um, not just him. Um, but the, uh, the movie itself isn't terrible. I mean, it's uh, not anything that I go out of my way to watch all the time. Um, but the thing that I, I thought, and, and I think about all the time, um, and previous to that and going back and every, you know, when, as soon as I heard that, you know, they're making a cartoon movie, animated movie, I'm sorry for being offensive to the word animated cartoon, whatever. <laughs> um, the, the car, the actual TV show, um, the super show. Yeah, um, that that had the splices with the cartoons and um, Captain Lou and all that, and and it's like, man, I really wish he was around still just to throw a voice in there because how cool would that be? Oh, dude, yeah, both of them. Um, God, I I hate myself for forgetting his name, the guy that played Luigi, but he passed uh, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, wasn't that long ago. And um, it would have been so cool to, to see him. Um, yeah, oh, Danny Wells is the guy. Yeah, he was, Danny Wells. Yeah, he was 72. God, he died in 13. <laughs> oh, wow. So <laughs> Danny Wells and Captain Lou Albano, to have the two of them make some kind of voice. I wish they would have been around. I wish they could have stuck around for that because, I mean, I still – that those, those experience like seeing that show – it was my first real experience with the, you know, with with live action for a cart or for a for a video game, and man, it, it left an indelible mark. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I bring it up because I like to me that was, you know, I we were kids when that hit. So I mean, I just really have really fond memories of that. So of course, my mind flooded back the minute I heard this movie was coming out. You know, this is uh, what I remember. And I just hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that there's some kind of just little, even teensy bins, you know, eensy small little part of it uh, is a nice Easter egg to the yeah. guys, you know. And you know what? You know what's funny? I've gone back and watched some of those with Peyton, and some of the stuff is still pretty funny. It is, yeah. Like it's it's up. Yeah, and it, and it's it's out there. That show's really oh, weird, yeah. but it's a 
but it's a, it's like watching a public access show that had a little bit of a budget. <laughs> right. Honestly, I thought it was a Philly thing. I didn't realize until I was a little bit older that other people outside of the Philly area saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, little... that's the look of it. Yeah. So like I still growing up like I thought, "Oh man, this is a this is ours." I thought this is this is a, you know, Philly and South Jersey thing. Nobody else has this. So I I kind of took ownership of it, you know? And so it'll always hold a, a place in my heart. And it, it and again, no, was it the best? You know, did it have the best production values? Was it the best? This was that. No, no, it wasn't at all. But it was enough to make me. It, it was enough to to leave a mark, and I'll always remember watching it. And and I'm forever grateful to to Captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells for for bringing Mario and Luigi to life when we were young. Exactly. Amen. Amen. All right, so we've we've hit uh, we've hit Nintendo pretty hard. Let's um let's go on to our next thing here. You texted me about this earlier this week, and man, this is really cool. Um, let's talk about this. What do you have on the Evercade um, VS Retro Home Console? So the Evercade, um, it started off as a handheld, and it was a handheld that you could buy little cartridges for. Um, and the cartridges were by different companies. So uh, there's a Midway one, a Namco one. Um, there's uh, Codemasters, there's Worms, there's um, Technos Japan, you know, and I could go on and on name Interplay. There's all these different companies put out these cartridges and they've got a lot of games on them for the most part. You know, the Worms one has three games. I think it's uh, Worms Blast, Worms Armageddon, and the original Worms. Um, and they're, it, it's basically a throwback system so originally the the evercade like i said was a handheld and you could plug it into your tv and you could play on your tv or you could play on just like the little handheld console that was kind of cool but then they announced the ever the evercade versus and this is super cool because this is a home console version and it's only 20 dollars more than the handheld was and not only is it a full-fledged home console, it's got a bevy of features. It's got um, save states. It's got filters for, like, if you want to do scan lines. It's got all kinds of cool stuff uh, that you find on all the emulators now. It's got four controller ports. It utilizes USB. So any kind of USB controller you have, you can use with it. And it's just, it's outstanding. And it uses all the same cartridges as the Evercade handheld. Um, it comes with two, I want to say Technos and I forget what other one, but it's a pretty awesome system. And, and I'm definitely looking forward to it because the, you know, I looked into the Evercade, the handheld, um, but I just didn't pull the trigger because honestly, I don't even play my switch in the handheld, um, unless I'm on an airplane and, you know, I don't really right. travel that much right now. So, um, so that I that kind of made me think, eh, whatever, I'm not, not worried about this. But then when I found out they were doing a home console, now you've got me. Yeah, no kidding, man. You sent me uh, this, uh, and uh, I was looking through, and then uh, all of a sudden, Worms Armageddon, and I'm in it. You know, um, this really cool. The and, and you made a comment here. The games are relatively inexpensive, too. Now, we're talking about, obviously, games that have been out a long time right <laughs> um, but 
you know, they're, they're really affordable and it's actually having a physical game on a cartridge um, or games, if you will. And it's, it, the system itself is a good price point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not very expensive. And yeah, like you said, it's very compatible. Um, this thing, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, what uh, based out of the UK. Yes. Um, so it UK. And, and honestly, and this is the stupidest thing ever, but I'm a sucker for aesthetics and I'm a sucker for physical media. These things come in boxes that are similar to the old Genesis cartridges. They have nice displays on the spine of what it is, what volume it is. All of the cases are numbered. And it's just, it's incredible. It's like they were, they were making this thing for me. Um, is the only way I could say it. The only way it would be better is if it had some kind of, um, I don't know. It, it, could it make like tacos for me? <laughs> like, but, yeah. but it's 120 bucks and the cartridges are between 20 and $40. I've, I've seen, and most of them are normally between 20 and 30. I've seen a couple that are 40 and I feel like they're just marked up, but dude, you can't beat it. No, no. And um, yeah, you uh, going back um, the uh, it's one hundred twenty nine dollars with the um, and again, that's a pre-order price that comes out, I believe, in December. Um, but that's Technos and Data East. And okay. um, just to kind of, you know, refresh everyone's minds, Data East was known for probably one of the world's most famous games that's included on this um, Burger Time. <laughs> so it's it's really cool like to have all these really ultra classic games um and that you know and here's a great thing evercade technos cart eight games evercade data east cart 10 games so this pack at 130 bucks comes with 18 games uh two controllers the console um and they're in there the um, four button b-pad uh controllers the usb as you said and it's a it's a sleek looking little system too so um yeah i, I dig it man it's cool yeah. And I mean, and let's look at it. You, you're right. It was, a, a, you know, my apology. I thought I, for whatever reason I had in my head, it was 120, but yeah, I've got it pre-ordered on Amazon. It was 130 bucks. And, you know, the next, the next little note that you've got here talks about the um, speaking of, you know, in television, because there's an Atari, there's actually, Oh, by the way, there's an Atari 2600 cartridge for the Evercade. So you can, you know, and and I'm sure there's going to be Intellivision cartridges um, because Intellivision is not necessarily what it used to be as far as company wise. Um, and there. So speaking of Intellivision, though, you've got a note here about the Amico. Yeah. And yeah. this cartridge, before we even get into those notes, I want to note the difference in price. So the Evercade versus with its two, you know cartridge packs of you like you said 18 games two controllers sets you back 130 dollars the amico with two controllers and the system is coming in at 250 yeah yep and here's what's even worse the the cartridges for the evercade actually are physical copies of the game so you're not connected to the internet. There's there's nothing here that says, 
you know, hey, I can play this completely offline and I'm good to go, right? Because there are times where the internet's out, you're not in a spot where you have it. I just want to slip the card in and I'll play this game. Right. That's all you get with the Evercade. The Intellivision, however, you know, and this is very controversial for the developer himself and just whatever, but that was announced over the last several days, you know, that their cards really wouldn't contain physical copies of the game, unlike a cartridge would. Um, each individual card is actually part of a blockchain, which is cool, great. That's, you know, very 2021. Um, but each card doesn't contain the physical copy of the game. All it is is just a transferable download code. So you you could still sell this off to your friends or whoever and, you know, hey, I've got this XYZ, this many, you know, games, if you will. Um, they're just transferable codes. The game's not actually there. Yeah, what if this thing fails? <laughs> right. I mean, look, I, you know, whether... However you feel about Tommy Tallarico is a separate issue. I'm not a huge fan, but whatever. I wanted this to, I wanted the Amico to succeed because more competition and more different ways to play games is always better for everyone. But everything that I'm hearing about this system, as I hear more and more and more, makes me want it less and less and less. Yeah, it's. I thought it was really cool the first announcement that I heard of it. It's like, wow, Tommy Talarico's doing this. This is cool. I'm in it. And then that's where the buck stopped. Because then, and again, we won't get into it, but then he gets into his stuff over the last couple of years. And then. You start hearing different things and delays and whatever. And granted, uh, COVID aside or whatever, we won't get into that part of it. But things just start kind of unraveling for this system. Right. And then this announcement that they're just codes off of a card. <sighs> yeah. It, it, it's it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm out. I'm out. I, I I want it to do well, and I still want it to do well. I just I cannot throw my support behind it. No, I'm at, I'm I'm definitely not in on that one. The Evercade, I I am in on it, um, and I will I'm gonna preface this by saying, I about five or I don't know, I'm trying to think when it was. And tell you what I can tell you right now. Um, Four years ago, almost five years ago now, I took and used a um, little article that I found and made myself a um, Raspberry Pi uh, home arcade using just different, you know, uh, I can't even think what the, the, uh, the operating system that I was using on it, but it had, not legally, but every Nintendo game, Super Nintendo game, everything, right? Okay. And I could plug in any USB controller. And while I own some of the titles, I certainly didn't own 600 of them. 
um, <laughs> but I could pop it into my TV and play it. So I have the wherewithal to build something. I've done it before for really cheap, like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and but that would that that took actually having all the ROMs, which is illegal. So I do not yes. recommend it. Yeah, we don't, don't do recommend it. No. You've learned uh, the error of your ways and, and yes. you no longer participate in that kind of activity. Right. But I have that wherewithal. However, if I were given the choice between Amico, Evercade, I'm Evercade all day long. Oh yeah. So I'm 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 definitely in on it. Um, I was sold whenever uh, Worms Armageddon was announced. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's the thing is, could I could I probably get the majority of those games through emulation? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Could I find most of them? And play them on the NES or the SNES. Yeah, absolutely. I, I probably could. But I want to support someone who's willing to take a, you know, who's willing to put out physical media on a system like this to bundle them, bundle the games together, put them on cartridge collections. Dude, I'm going to support you, especially if you're doing it for as inexpensive, like as inexpensively as you are, where it's $20 for a cartridge. Yes, 100%. I'm in. I'm on board. You know, you as long as it functions correctly, which every review I've seen, they said that it's it runs great. You know, everything seems legit, seems on the level. It, you've got me hook, line, and sinker. Definitely. All right. So uh, let's go on to um, some just notes about the, um, you know, arcade one up. Um, and then we'll uh, touch on Legends Pinball a little bit. Uh, there's some new arcade one-up cabinets, and I believe you have uh, gotten something on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got, um, you know, obviously we talked about the Simpsons arcade game. Um, the Simpsons arcade game is coming out, and it's going to have Simpsons Bowling as the secondary game on it, which pretty cool. I never played Simpsons Bowling, but um, I have played the Simpsons arcade game. I love it. I have it. Luckily, uh, well, you know, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't count my chickens because I haven't turned my PS3 on in a while. But um, I did have it downloaded. The Simpsons Arcade game is one of the games I bought on the PlayStation Network, and along with the next game I'm going to talk about. Um, so I have it on my PS3. I can play it. Super cool. I would love to get it. I just can't justify the price point. Um, I think it was like 650 or something like that for basically one game that I know that I love and another game that I may may like may not but it's cool because it's got the four it's got the four joysticks and then it's got the trackball for the bowling in the middle super cool super uh, you know it, it, it would be awesome to have especially if I had all the space in the world but I don't sadly um, so that's coming out uh, and that'll be out soon I believe also, the X-Men arcade game. So they didn't do the six-player cabinet because that would be a little bit ridiculous. Um, but they did do a four-player cabinet. And okay. that's another game that I have on my PS3 that I downloaded. And then they they delisted it from the PlayStation Store, um, just like the Simpsons arcade game. Um, but I have, I have that on my PS3 as well. That game comes with, I want to say, three other games on the cabinet. Um, 
one of them being Captain America and the Avengers, which is an awesome game if you've never played that in the arcade. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a Spider-Man. You know what? Why Why am I just guessing? Why do I not just go to the website? Um, <laughs> we have the technology. I, could, I can do this. Yeah. G-O-O-G-L-E dot C-O-N. <laughs> so they... Um, Oh, and that, you know, while I'm, as I'm scrolling through here, it reminds me, they've come out, dude, they have come out with a ton of stuff. There's a Star Wars pinball machine, a digital pinball machine. There's um, the countercades. So they've reduced some of their stuff like NBA Jam. They've turned into a countercade where it's, it's a very small screen and it's only two player, you know, two control sticks, but you can do that. Um, you can get the Ninja Turtles as a countercade and, and again the, when it's the countercade it does take it down to two control sticks or two control setups and it is a smaller screen but it's only like 230 dollars if that um you know they have a pong like a countertop pong um they've released tron and discs of tron as which richie was talking about um they've got a marvel pinball star wars pinball a Polaroid at home instant photo booth. And um, they've got a, a miniature it's called, it's called arcade one up junior Pac-Man and it's got big chunky controls for little kid hands. Um, and then they've got the cocktail head, the head tables too, which is super awesome. <laughs> Excuse me. But the one that I'm, the one that I wanted to look at is not on this freaking. It's not on the screen that I'm looking at. <laughs> of course oh, not. <laughs> did you see that they, they came out with a Ridge Racer one? Oh, okay. That's a fun game. Yeah. So the Ridge Racer one, it actually has a steering wheel and it has um, it has the gas pedal and all that stuff. It's got a bunch of different stuff on it. Um, come on. I don't know why this website is not cooperating with me. Oh, they did. Okay. They did uh, Outrun like that as well. All right. So here we go. So the Simpsons arcade game. So... Like I said, the Simpsons arcade game comes with Simpsons Bowling. It's going to be shipping uh, November 30th. It's $700. Yeah. Now, it does have the light-up marquee, and it has the light-up, you know, control deck, and it comes with a stool, but I can't pay $700 for that. Um, The one that I'm super excited about is Turtles in Time, which that one... It was only six fifty, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got all the same. It's got all the same bells and whistles. Um, comes with a stool, has the the light up control deck, light up marquee, which is pretty cool. Um, gosh darn it, where is? So the okay, here's the X Men one. So the X Men one has X Men. Um, it's got Captain America and the Avengers, and then it's got. Avengers, I believe it's War for the Gems, which was, I'm fairly certain. Okay, no, and the Avengers in Galactic Storm. So I'm not familiar with the Avengers in Galactic Storm. Um, I have played the other two. I, I like them a lot. That would be, a, that's another machine that if I had, you know, infinite money and, and space, that would be one of the ones that I would have. I would have the the NBA Jam, the X Men, Turtles, and um, and the Simpsons. But one of the best and most lasting things from the X Men arcade game 
is welcome to die. <laughs> yes. what Magneto says to you because there was a lot of English in that game. <laughs> yes. That fantastic. And I love it. But anyway, I've rambled on that. So um, yeah, man, there's a ton of cool stuff coming out. Uh, I did sell my X-Men versus Street Fighter machine to uh, facilitate the, the incoming Turtles machine. Made my made my heart sad a little bit, but you know, we do. Yeah, you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. Um, the uh, thing I wanted to look at, and I I I'd seen this thing at Sam's Club, and it was interesting. Um, in the spirit of the arcade one ups and some of the other ventures that have thrown out these arcade cabinets, uh, this this Legends Pinball, which is. Um, put together by uh, AT Games, uh, they put out a home pinball machine, except it's not really a true pinball machine. Uh, where we talked about that um, to a point with uh, Richie on our on our uh, retro gaming episodes. This is actually it has a backlit um, screen, LCD, fifteen inch but then it has a playing field that's also all LCD. Um, so it doesn't have your mechanical things. It doesn't have the, the, the true flippers and the bumpers and the things that you would expect in a pinball machine. Uh, it doesn't have any of that. It's, it's just basically like you play pinball on your phone, just a lot bigger and in the shape of a pinball machine. <laughs> like space cadet pinball for windows. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, you got 22 different arcade pinball games built in. Um, apparently, it's expandable. Uh, it is connected or connectable, so you can have leaderboards. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool in theory, um, but, you know, look, I, I want a pinball machine, and this isn't it. Um, and, you know, it, it looks cool, like, as you walk up to it. Looks like about a three-quarter, two-third to three-quarter size pinball machine. Uh, it is only, you know, it is a bit smaller. Maybe even half. I'm not entirely certain. Uh, but then once you get up and look at it, it's like, oh, um, it's really disappointing because it's just a screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, not and and for the price point too, it's not like it's cheap. Um, you know, it'd be one thing if it was like 200 bucks. Right, um, it's not. This thing, I want to say, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it's like six hundred to seven hundred dollars. So yeah, see, and that's where I, you know, the digital pinball, from what I gather, is kind of the future. Um, I mean, to the point where even, even like I said, Arcade One Up has some now. Um, they have some really cool ones, but. I just can't. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I would, how much, how into that I would be. Yeah, I, I love pinball, man, and I love actually physical pinball. But if I'm gonna play virtual, digital, whatever, I'll just play my phone. Right. Seriously, I mean that's how I feel about it. I mean because it's no different. It's just yeah, it's a little bigger and it kind of mimics the pinball experience, but it's right. not. That's not the same thing. I mean. Even with, and, and how much did you say the, the AT Games one was? They're like six to $700. I'm so, going to say it was 699 was the price point. 
so even if we go to the arcade one up ones, which again, it's like a, you know, a smaller scale and, but it's a, it's a dedicated machine, the same, you know, it's, it's going to be the same way every time you play it. Whereas the AT games, one, there's different tables you can play. You're looking at $850 for the attack. What is it called? Attack of Mars. Oh, Attack from Mars? Attack from Mars, yeah. $850. Same thing for the Star Wars one, $850. You know what's funny? The um, so, so the arcade one must have the Williams licensing, right? Yes. So Attack from Mars is the pinball game I play on my phone. Oh, free. no kidding. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, I... See that, and that's the thing. So they they have like a Marvel one too. So they have Star Wars, they have Marvel, they have Attack from Mars, and they're all eight hundred and fifty dollars. And I can't, I can't see spending that on a virtual pinball machine. Yeah, no, I'm not. You know, it look the size and the the, the structure. It's 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 cool. You know, it looks cool. It's a pinball machine, but outside of that. Uh, I get it's got I got nothing right now I hear you and that's it's kind of where I'm at with it like I would love to have a pinball machine but I want I want to be able to and I guess it has haptic feedback it has like all that you know they say oh it feels just like a real pinball machine yeah well it eh, does it though does it really yeah it look I want a real ski ball machine too and you can get a home one for like a couple of grand you can get oh no no hold on Hold the phone because as I'm literally holding my phone. <laughs> anyway, um, so you can from Best Buy, there's a single lane you can get for 550 or there's another one that I saw in here too that was a single lane. Um, it doesn't look as cool as the other one, but it's only $320. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant from like the actual ski ball people. Wait, what? The, the ski ball, like the actual ski ball, like home ski ball machines. Yeah. From the actual ski ball, like the original. I don't know if it's the original, but like the actual ski ball, um, I don't know, licensed. Oh. Yeah. Like ski ball. <laughs> oh. I guess that would be like the legitimate ones. Yeah. They do have the home arcade. They, they think they start a couple of grand. I think that's what. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Let's see here. Ski ball home arcade games. Um well they have it they have a deluxe. Um the deluxe one is what would be custom like with the, the hundred pointers on the sides. Right. It's two thousand dollars. Holy S. Yeah. So the actual licensed legitimate ski ball one. The throw one, the nineteen oh eight model, which I'm assuming is the 1908 model because that's when it was originally released in arcade, is eight thousand dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. So okay. and and there's a uh, there's a premium one too though, which is um only forty five hundred. Oh. <laughs> Only, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I know that I have, and I'm fairly certain that you have too. 
but I'm pretty sure that we've owned cars that were cheaper than that, than that ski ball set. Yeah. Actually the $4,500 one, the first car I got was about eh, four hours more than that. So yeah. <laughs> when I, um, a couple years ago when I bought that Mazda that I was driving that Mazda six, I, if I remember correctly, I bought that for two grand. Yeah, I mean it's, it, but that's the funny thing. Like the, um, yeah, I just saw the one you texted me. Yeah, and it looks cool, you know. Um, but yeah, I want, I want like one of those legitimate like ski ball ones. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not paying two thousand dollars for a cheap one. Speaking of, speaking of of that kind of stuff, because I was just at Dave and Buster's with Peyton the other day, um, and we play a little ski ball. Did you know that they have like an axe throwing thing like that? No. So yeah, dude, Dave and Buster's, they have this thing. It's, I forget what it's called, but you have these rubber headed axes and you throw them at these, at a target. And it's got like these pins that stick out. And I guess the ax wedges itself in, in with the pins. And then to clear it out, it, it like sucks the pins back in and it pushes the ax off and it rolls back on a little like conveyor belt. Wow, that's huh. That's different. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me who won. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, it was pretty cool. So um but dude, so I, I've got to discuss something with you now. I'm gonna, you know, I had my rant a couple weeks ago about our Eagles. Um and you know, last night I may have invented some some new swear word combinations that you know no one has ever heard before. But um, you've got something that's that's kind of cheesed you off a little bit too, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, look, next generation consoles, PS Five, Xbox X or S, whatever, released last year, right? Uh, we're talking November of twenty twenty. Yeah, we're almost to a year. Yeah, so we're almost at a year from launch. So I have on and off uh, looked um, to try to acquire a PS5, and at times to an Xbox Series X, um, but not as often as a PS5. Um, I have found more recently that there's quite a bit of availability, it seems, at least more availability for the Series S, which obviously um, is like an avoid like the plague type thing. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, the only thing that it's good for is, you know, something we've already discussed that we don't t- partake in because it's illegal. Um, apparently you put it in developer mode and it's the best emulation box on the planet, but you know, we don't do that. So we have no, to- no, no. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're legit. So, yes. All right. So around launch, I had a PS five in a cart and uh, in a cart online. Um, but this was, um, really early on and I was all the way up to the point where I could complete my purchase and I hit that purchase button and the website just completely crashed like done. And of course I was like, ah, and it made sense. Cause you know, you had a lot of people on and it was before Christmas and you know, it was right around launch and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I finally got back in like maybe five minutes later and, um, it, I had it in there with like two or three games and actual controller and I get back into my cart and like the PlayStation five itself is just gone. 
everything else is in there, but that's just gone. Like they've removed it. So I was kind of bummed about that, but I was like, I get it. And early on, I'm not that lucky, whatever. So then fast forward a couple days, maybe, maybe a week or so. Um, I got a text message um, from someone I work with at like 1230 at night. And he's like, Coles has these things. I just got one. So I hopped on. I got one too. Boom. No problem. The funny thing is he actually got his. And um, two days later, I get an email saying that my order was canceled due to availability. And I will say um, Coles for whatever things they have, they were nice about this. The nice thing about Kohl's is like you make all these purchases, like some other stores, you you actually get this store credit back, this Kohl's cash, if you will. And I got $180 worth of it from making this purchase. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it was like the um, it was the PS5 with the Spider-Man, an extra controller. It was just like a $700 purchase. And so I got like $180 in Kohl's cash. Well, they canceled my order, but they're like, you know what? Keep the Kohl's cash. I was like, Okay, <laughs> so I ended up with a free like air fryer toaster oven that cost about the same price. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, but I still bummed out because at that point that was like basically the last chance I was going to have prior to Christmas of 2020 on getting the PS5. And as you know well, no availability hasn't gotten any better. And I'm you know I was upset, but I I, I just kind of dismissed it. Whatever. And I looked on and off as the course of this year has gone on and just no luck and just really not seeing anything. And you and I have talked about this. Like I'm not paying a thousand or $1,200 for something that's half that price. Right. You know, it just, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm just not about that. Like, yeah, I, I would like to play it, but I'm not, you know, that's kind of in my mind where I was at. So we'll fast forward to earlier this week. And this was kind of like the, my final straw with it all was I lived like an hour away from my closest target. And I happened that day to be going in that same direction. In fact, I was going to my first offsite work training since March of 2020. And as everything, obviously to that point, to this point has been virtual or on site. And the place I was going to was a mile away from target. And I just happened to get on Twitter and I saw that Target has disc version PS5s on sale, except that it's you can buy it online for in-store pickup. You cannot have it shipped. It's like, okay, cool. I got in there and it wasn't two, three minutes. I had that sucker purchased. My credit card was charged. I was ready to go. And then I waited and waited and then i i started scratching my head because i was like every time i've done an online order especially right around the time the store opens you basically have a two-hour window and i hit the two and a half hour mark and was like crap and i opened my email and sure enough i get an email saying that that my ps5 is no longer available and my options were to either a cancel it or to look at other stores around me for pickup. And I was just so pissed because it's like I waited all this time and I for the like basically 
Third time I had one in the cart. Second time I had my credit card charged for one of these things from a third different store. And I had to cancel it again. And it took, this time it took three days to get my money back. Um, yeah. I just, it, I get the the shortages and all that, but I've wasted so much time. I've had now two different times where I've had like the Coles thing. I can't remember. That took like a week to get my money back. Um, but like I've had two different times now where I've had, you know, seven hundred dollars the first time, and this was like five fifty or whatever it was the second time, where I've had money tied up on something that I'm not getting, um, and I'm just it's just not worth my time now at this point, you know, and I, like I said, I'm not paying double for one. I'm not doing that. And uh, you and I talked about this, like, you know, maybe I just, I play the switch more than I play anything else. Anyway, maybe that's my dedicated console. Right. You know, I just, it's so frustrating. It should not be this hard a year after launch. I don't care what circumstances are because you and I both know what's happening. You have people scalping this to death and it sucks for people like us because I don't have every time, like all the time in the world to sit there and be like, Oh, well, I can't just go wait in line for two hours or I need to register on this website or I need to order it from some random place I never heard before. I, I can't do that. You know, I just don't have that kind of time and, um, and apparently not that kind of luck. Right. <laughs> so well, I don't know, dude. And that's what, you know, we talked about this the other day. And part of the problem is it's not just like your normal scalpers, like your douchebags that just sit there and, oh, I've got a computer program rigged up that every time it goes into, uh, every time it goes into stock, it orders five of them. Uh, it's places like that are considered legitimate. Like I, so just for instance, I am on the Home Shopping Network website right now. I can get a PlayStation 5 disc version with some Fugazi freaking silicon controller covers, some at a Madden 21, a headset, and a whole bunch of other bullshit that I'm not going to use. I can order that right now, but it's going to cost me $1,200. Yeah. And I'm not paying $1,200. It's insane. Here's a good example. And I'm not going to call this vendor out, the vendor that I primarily use for work. And again, I'm not entirely certain how some of these things work, but they have it listed. Now, granted, it shows that it's backordered. But the insane thing is that I could actually purchase it using my quote unquote discount group that I'm in for the, um, uh, for the state. Uh, you know, for example, like Let's pretend that a projector costs you and me $550. I can get the same projector under that program for $500, right? That's just how that works. I can get a Sony PlayStation 5 right now, disc version. Just take a guess here what what it's listed for on their site. I'm going to say $800. Get the hell out of here. 1541 for something that's a third of the price. That's in and that's and yeah, and uh, and I'm and I I am on a legitimate 
government vendor website right now. Like I, that's a very well-known vendor. And yeah, that's the garbage that I see day in and day out. And it's insane. Hey, so real quick, not to, not to uh, interrupt, but uh, I believe we both just got the same text message. So I just wanted to say real quick, even though you probably won't, probably won't hear it, but congratulations to Mr. Kevin Hollywood on his engagement. Yes, sir. Congratulations. I know you won't listen to this. Um, please do. <laughs> well, that's, uh, no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, congratulations. I am texting you now, uh, Mr. Hollywood. Um, yeah, that's great. That is great. That's breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. A, uh, I wish we had some so kind of like, you know, breaking news sounder for that. But yeah, we'll get there. We will. We'll get there eventually. Oh, uh, you know what? That's that's you, you, one of us has to learn um, like some Michael Winslow type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's still alive, right? We just, Bro, maybe, he's he, dead. He died? I'm fairly certain. Wait, wait. Before I say that, uh, I don't want to kill anybody else. Uh, you don't want to Johnny Benson? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he... Oh, no. He's still alive. All right. <laughs> good. Listen, good. I'm glad he's still alive. Yes. Do You know, hey, keep keep it up. Do a, You're doing a good job living. Keep doing that stuff. Yeah, he's still alive, 63 years old. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully he stays alive. Please, please don't die, Michael Winslow. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, we did a lot of video game stuff here. And um, yeah, and some other stuff about Michael Winslow and living. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah um if uh you're listening to us you know where to find us but spread the word find us uh tell your friends too. they can find us at doublewidecoffin.com that's true yes we do we've got another plug to make we uh yeah so we've got a website now uh doublewidecoffin.com <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you're going to doublewidecoffin.com to get all your noise brigade needs filled um you can't get double wide coffins there uh you you know what we should do we should make branded you know noise brigade branded corn dog butt plugs <laughs> i thought you were gonna say double wide coffin no that's too big man because we're look that's a niche audience you know well i guess both of them are niche audience. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> I feel like the corn dog butt plug has a bigger audience than a double wide coffin with our. Logo. Well, uh, well, at least Plus, I think yeah. the overhead is a little bit lower on on corn dog butt plugs. <laughs> so why is my garage full of double wide coffins? <laughs> I just can't sell them. <laughs> you know, there's I've got a joke, but I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> So tell you know. Oh man. All right. Well, it's I'm been real. Note. Yeah, I, it's been real. Let's uh let's stop before we um destroy <laughs> anything else. <laughs> so we have been the noise brigade. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Facebook and 
send us some messages. You guys can do that. I, I I've set it up. Nobody uses it, but you know, it'd be cool if somebody did. So anyway, till next time I've been Bobby. He's been Tom. You've been bored. We have been the noise brigade. Have a great night.